Hey guys, what's up? It's Chip here. Welcome to the Chatterbot newsletter podcast series. And it's been a crazy week. It's been a fantastic week. There's a lot more people getting involved with crypto. Me, myself, I have been working with my clients, working with my bigger investors. And there is so much stuff happening, guys. I can't tell you. It's exciting to be part of this and it's exciting for me to make this actually my full-time living job. And I remember so many time, so many years ago when I was investing in Bitcoin, the lion's share part of it, I remember when it was so hard to get involved with crypto and Bitcoin. And now you can literally wake up, log into Coinbase, you know, attach it to your credit card. You can literally buy $1 worth of Bitcoin $10 worth of Bitcoin or, you know, $50,000 worth of Bitcoin at a drop of a hat. So today, what I wanted to do, I was having a, a very good conversation over coffee. And I know people are starting to talk about the, the price rise of Bitcoin and, and what's behind it. And a, a lot of people are saying, you know, this is a dead cat bounce, you know, What's the price going to do? We've gone up. I think we're going to drop back down. It's going to have a 50% correction. You have all these series of people that, that want to guess and they want to become like the guru of the price movements. Personally, I've never been. I have stock market experience and analyst experience. And I mean, that is apart from the fact that people really, I am really one of those people that I feel education is more key. People that are going in here and day trading crypto and, oh, you know, I made $100 here and $100 there. And I think realistically, the Bitcoin exchanges and the way Bitcoin is traded day to day, like even if you're up till midnight and you wish to trade Bitcoin, I really think it's, or any other coins, it's going to make you come undone eventually. The volatility is even worse than what I've seen on the futures exchange and some of the derivative exchanges. And I see so many people talk about where the price is going and they're they're forgetting like six or seven important things. So no matter what people think, I think in this space, and right now, I 2019, I do believe that it's more of a store of value. And a lot of the millennials actually think that. And I think personally, from that sort of a technological perspective, you either believe in Bitcoin or you don't. And so there really is nothing that's in between. You have to look for this. If you want to have a look at this as a specific asset that holds value, well, I think Bitcoin is more like a magical experiment that's, as you're listening to this, it has a 240 billion market cap nowadays. That's simply incredible. And it start, remember, it started from nothing. When I remember when Bitcoin was a dollar and people told me, you know, you need to get in. And I thought, no, no, it's just a silly little gimmick thing like Monopoly money. <laughs> and how wrong was I on that call, right? So although... We have seen a massive drop in 2018. I really do feel that it's a more of a store of value. And, you know, it, even if you think it, it's a little bit dicey, a little bit sketchy, 
I think it's even worth for you, like if you have uh, a little bit of net worth behind you, you have no debts. I really do believe that it's even good for you to get involved or put, you know, like 2% of your net worth in because let's do say that Bitcoin drops to zero and just collapses and this becomes a scam. You only have lost, you know, what have you lost? 2% of your net worth. So I don't, I really don't think you'd be panicking around on the street crying. <laughs> and so this is what, what my job I believe is, is to educate people. And there really is seven reasons why I believe Bitcoin might be a great store of value. And the first reason is, you know, it's very volatile, but like I said, after 10 years, this has been created from nothing. And now we're looking at a $250 billion market cap, basically starting from the ground. So now you can see why a lot of people, retail investors were 2016. I'll talk a little bit about that later. But now you can see there's these institutes that really, really are interested and are really, really getting set up to, you know, infiltrate the space. And so it hasn't happened yet. But the second reason I think over the long haul, there's limited supply with these coins like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and we're seeing a lot of people move into the space. And it's sort of like a 10 and a half year experiment that sort of has totally gotten out of hand <laughs> in a good way, I, I might add. And thirdly, there's a lot of coins that I see like EOS and some of these other uh, coins they're trying to be like the web 3.0 or 4.0 they're in a crowded space and i just don't feel that the technology is there for them yet that's that is able to back them up and support them so you know that's why we're seeing a lot of these other coins what i would be terming an altcoin they're struggling a little bit so it, it makes pure sense fourth you know people can call crypto what they want or bitcoin a scam blockchain a scam but like i keep saying I do see it as a store of value that millennials are open to and this new digital era or this digital payments boom that's coming and the banks already see it right and it's more of like a dynamic shift that's not happened because it's already here but people just don't see it. Fifth, the, the supply response to the price has been very good for coins like you know Bitcoin or Litecoin or some of these you know Ripple and I know a few people that think that Litecoin is going to be the next Bitcoin. Well, no, not no. That's not a correct assumption because it's a forked coin and therefore it's different. So you have to realize that all these coins have their own specific store of value and they have their own generic identity and use. If we look back to 15 and 16, so sorry, 2015 and 16, there's all this hoo-ha about you know what Bitcoin was going to do and where it was going. And I would basically back in 2015, especially it was retail driven. So we, you can't forget that. And I do believe that the next era or shift we're going to see is basically when these bigger institutes or these bigger investors are going to start coming in. They want to get involved. They can't get involved because of custodianship issues, but that will be the next wave of, you know, investors coming into the space. Seventh, I think it's about identity solution. And if you want to realize, or if you're not sure about that whole topic, I'll give you a really clear example, which is by IBM, the computing company. And they're basically saying, if well, if you think blockchain is a scam, IBM are getting totally massively involved in the space of blockchain and Bitcoin. 
And so you might want to rethink that statement about people saying it's some scam, it's going to zero, because obviously a big company like IBM, they don't think that blockchain is a scam or it's just crap, and that's why they're getting wholesomely involved. And the last point, which is, again, very important, is big companies that you're seeing, like these are top-of-the-game companies on the internet, so the big one here I'll mention is Facebook. And you have to realize that Facebook are, again, credentializing the entire crypto space. They want to create their own Facebook coin. And while I don't like Facebook, the company, that does not mean anything. I'm just one small person. It's a big company, guys. They have huge profits, and they're up there with Google. And they don't see, they would not be creating a coin or a coin on the blockchain if they saw blockchain fading away and so there's some very good debates about crypto right now out there on the internet on the blogosphere and it's not just about listening to people who wake up and call crypto you know it's a scam and it's going to 500 you know short bitcoin to the ground and make you a killing it's it's a much bigger story than that guys and i can you know i can guarantee the prices are going to go up and down the volatility is not going away but I feel that this space, while you're listening to the, my voice, this space is sort of writing its own story and it's almost creating its own culture in the process. So 10 years from now, I wonder what crypto is going to look like. I can sure as tell you that it's going to be a lot different than what it is today. Hopefully you got a lot of, out of this podcast and hopefully while I'm talking about all this, you're understanding and educating yourself a lot better with you know, not only blockchain, but how Bitcoin is working and how it could be used in the future. And you're probably waking up to the fact that it's going to be a lot bigger than what it is right now in 2019. Anyway, guys, that's about it for me today. I've had fun talking. If you remember, if you want to like, share and subscribe to this podcast, please feel free to do so. The link is below. Also, our crypto newsletter is going insane. We give daily recommendations and analysis on the crypto market. If you feel like you want to join that, it's very cheap. The link is below and you can join straight away instantly. All right, guys. Thanks again. Have a great day. Have a, have a fantastic week. And I'll be with you later on in our bi-weekly podcast series. Until then, peace and blessings and, and all good tidings. May they come to you and be the best. Okay, guys. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day. Peace.